Amen. And the boys ain't got nothing on this choir. Don't you say nothing, me heard. Amen. I, I saw you looking. Amen. Aren't you glad you can go to church and smile and be all right? Amen. Uh, I am, I am uh, so grateful to be home. I was in South Florida last week, and uh, I, I, was, I was messing with people here and telling them about how cold y'all was going to be here. I'm going home. I'm going to South Florida. Uh, I, I'm going back where I grew up, and, and I get down there, and it was 41 degrees. Now, I don't know if you've ever been to South Florida or anywhere close to the ocean or the water when it's cold, but when it's 41 down there, it feels like 21 up here. It's cold. But I said, Lord, just telling me I need to get back this home. Amen? Amen. Well, if you're here for the first time, we are glad that you're here. And what we've been doing, we've been taking the Bible and breaking it down into sections. Each section of the Bible, uh, going through uh, 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 book by book through each of the different sections. Last week, we covered uh, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Say that with me. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We talked about Christ's life here on this earth. What did he do? What was he like? How did each of the gospel writers represent him and what it meant to us while he was here? That's the gospels. Well, here we are in the book of Acts today. Uh, uh, this is the Acts of the Apostles or the Acts of the early church, if you will. What did the church do, the body of Christ do, when Jesus went back to glory? What did they accomplish? How did they get the gospel throughout all of the world? That is the book of Acts. So if you're ready to study, say amen. Amen. Let's look in Acts chapter 1 and verse number 8. To save a little time, we'll just read one verse. And, and what we do, what we have been doing, if you're new, what we've been doing is, is kind of giving a brief synopsis of the whole book, the whole uh, section of the Bible there, uh, and, and just kind of giving you nip, uh, tidbits of uh, information of what's the, the, the main parts of the book. And then we will take at the end and give some application points. What does it have to do with us? What can we glean from this section of the Bible and use it in everyday life? So that's what we'll do today. Acts 1 and verse number 8. If you don't mind, let us all read in concert in verse number 8 together. But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost is come upon you, and ye shall be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem and in Samaria, and unto the uttermost part of the earth. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for your your blessing. Thank you for your anointing. And, and Lord, I need that anointing right now. I pray that you'll give me the strength and the ability uh, to share your word and in such a way that we can leave and be fulfilled. We can leave and be energized. We could leave and be exhorted today. And I pray, God, that you'll bless and touch every single person in this room. And Lord, we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> let's look let's look at the book of acts here for just a minute the 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 <clears throat> to get a real good understanding of acts you really need to go back and, and read the book of luke too acts is a continuation of the book of luke he is writing to the same author we found out uh last week that the author is luke the physician uh the traveling companion of paul during his missionary journeys and uh luke is continuing what he started in his gospel of luke to the same person that the, the some believe it was a roman official named theophilus and he's explaining to him all about the expansion of the gospel all across this world how did the gospel of jesus christ how did the message of jesus christ get from jerusalem all the way to rome that's what we're talking about today so the author is the physician luke uh, the two main characters, if we'll go through the book of Acts, if you'll read it, uh, you'll find that there's two main characters. First is Peter, 
And then we find Paul. So who are the two main characters? Say it back first. We got Peter, and then we have, and then we have Paul. Peter is the first main character through the first section of the book of Acts. And the center of activity is in Jerusalem. Well, after, after he kind of goes off the scene, we find Paul becomes instrumental in the book of Acts, and the center of activity is Antioch. It's a different place, a different area, and now he's reaching the gospel. Peter is primarily to the Jews, and Paul primarily to the Gentiles. If that makes sense, say amen. Now, uh, knowing that, knowing that, what in the world is Acts all about? Well, here we have in the very first chapter, we find Jesus about to go back and be with his Father in heaven. He's given them last-minute instructions, and, and he is taken in a cloud and taken back to glory. Well, on the day of Pentecost, in the very next chapter, we find that the Holy Spirit comes down and dwells the believers, and they go, I mean, just crazy wild throughout Jerusalem, throughout Samaria and Judea. I mean, there's a little bit more to it than that, but I'm trying to paraphrase everything. And they start taking the gospel everywhere. It's mad. It's, it, it's, it's amazing what you can do when you've got the power of God on your life. Amen? So they start spreading the gospel. Persecution comes. Uh, uh, they begin to be persecuted. We see the stoning of Stephen, and, and then they begin to be scattered abroad throughout the world and, and taking the gospel everywhere. And it's a really, really cool deal. If you read, <coughs> excuse me, if you read the book of Acts, you'll find out it is full of action. If you like books with action, this is an action. Fact, this would make an awesome action movie. There is shipwrecks in this book. There is jailbreaks in this book. Uh, there are late-night rescue attempts in this book. There are even church fights in this book. Say amen. Yeah. It, listen, church fights didn't begin with Baptists in America. Are you all with me? I mean, it happened a long time ago. They had issues and arguing in the church, and they had to have some conflict resolution, and, 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 and they got all that worked out, thank the Lord, and, and it was just great stuff. Man, there's visions in the book of Acts. There's healings in the book of Acts. People, crippled people, get up and walk again. God does miraculous things through his people here on this earth. Now, it, 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 read it, study it, but most importantly, live it. Live it. You see, things changed. Things changed when Jesus left and went back to glory. Uh, Peter, how many y'all remember? How many y'all remember when Peter was uh, he was he was speaking with Jesus and Jesus asked the disciples and Jesus said, "Who do men say that I am? Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am?" Because see, there was there was rumors going around about who he was. Some believed he was John the Baptist come back from the dead. Some believed that he was just another prophet. Uh, some They had all kind of crazy different ideas about who he was. And Jesus wanted to know, who did they think he was? And Peter, he, he, he spoke up and he said, Hey, we believe that thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And then Jesus told Peter, he said, Flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. Unto thee I give the keys to the kingdom. What you loose in heaven, will be, or what you loose in earth will be loose in heaven. What you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And you know what? Peter did on the day of Pentecost he unlocked the door of salvation to the Jewish people and there were thousands that got saved and then if you keep reading in the book of Acts in Acts chapter 8 he unlocked the door of salvation to the Samaritans the Samaritans were half Jew and half Gentile this was a race of people that came out of the captivity and they got saved and if you knew anything about Jewish history the Jews wouldn't spit on them if they was on fire they hated them. That's why the, the, the story of the Good Samaritan holds so much water and is so powerful in its impact because Jesus was trying to say we love everybody, amen? 
Well, then Acts chapter 10, he unlocked the door of salvation to the Gentiles with Cornelius. So God made the church whole. Now, here's what you got to get. Back in the day, back in the Old Testament, they did church a certain way. They worshiped God a certain way. If you had to worship God, you got to go through the tabernacle or you had to go through the temple. You had to do it the Jewish way. Are y'all with me? They gave him all the instructions on Mount Sinai, how to build a temple, how to build a tabernacle, how to build the veil, how to build the mercy seat and the Ark of the Covenant and the presence of God there. And in the Old Testament, there was a veil or a curtain that separated God from man. The Shekinah glory and presence of God on the inside, humanity on the outside. The, the, oh, hallelujah. Amen. The presence of God on the inside and man on the outside. Man was out here without God. But when Jesus came and died on the cross and shed his blood, he took his blood to the mercy seat in heaven and God said, satisfied, satisfied. And in the temple, listen, from the top all the way to the bottom, the veil ripped and listen, not so God could get out, but so we could get in. And he changed everything. Amen. And see, now, now we find in the book of Acts, you didn't have to go to Jerusalem to worship. You didn't have to take a lamb to the tabernacle or the temple to worship. You can go on the creek bank and meet with five or six other believers or two or three gathered in his name, and you could feel the presence of God. You could be in the very presence of God and worship wherever you was because wherever you was, that's where he was. Because the Holy Spirit had come down and indwelled the believers and everywhere. And you see, in the Old Testament, the Holy Spirit would come and go. But thank God, after Pentecost, he came to stay. Amen. I'm trying to be moderate because I can't breathe. Amen. But you, you got to get this. It was so exciting. I mean, they had, and, and don't think, don't think they didn't have problems. Because, listen, the devil was constantly trying to stop the church. Try, constantly trying to destroy their ministry, constantly trying to destroy their testimony. Even Paul, before he got saved, was arresting Christians and throwing them in jail because he thought they were a cult, having them killed. So listen, one step after another, one place after another, one issue after another, one problem after another. Man, they had to have prayer meeting after prayer meeting because the devil was doing everything he would to stop them. But it just kept on growing, and it kept on spreading. How, 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 do you keep, how do you keep good news bottled up? They said they've got the gospel. And they spread it to all the world. Now, I know what you're thinking. What's that got to do with us? It's a cool story. It's a cool story. Now, that's great. And I, I love that. But, you know, uh, what's that got to do with me? I'll tell you what it's got to do with you. This whole book is summed up in this one verse, Acts 1.8. He's speaking to you. How many of y'all are believers in here? You believe in Christ. You're, you're saved, born again, believe. Raise your hand. Don't be ashamed. Raise your hand. Guess what? This verse applies to you. It applies to you. What verse? But ye shall receive power. After that, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. And ye shall be witnesses unto me. And to Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the earth. Now, here's my application points. Here's what I want to give you, and then we'll pray and go home. To understand this verse and, 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 and the impact of this verse, you got to understand why Jesus told them that. Because they were still arguing. They were still fussing. 
you know, they were saying, are you going to rule now? You know, uh, are you done died and you, 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 you've raised again and uh, we, we, we got all that. Now do we get to our thrones? Or are you going to rule and reign now? And Jesus probably did again, like I believe he did in the upper room when they were arguing who was going to be the greatest. Now, before you get sideways, how many of y'all know Jesus has done that to us before? That old Malcolm, is he ever going to get it? You know, I'm just... And this is what he says. This is what he says. Quit worrying about that. You're worrying about something that ain't really none of your business. He said, you're worrying about something that only the Father knows. Listen, you're trying to figure out something. The Bible says no man nor the angels in heaven knows the time or the hour when, when, when the return is going to be except my Father in heaven. So why are we, why are we killing ourselves and, and going to conferences all over this country trying to figure out when that day is going to be? Because when you figure out when that day is going to be, you're wrong. Every person that's ever named a date has been wrong. I mean, buying billboards is on the last day, you know, the end of the world is such and such a date. Listen, whenever you see that, go buy you some ice cream and put sprinkles on it. Everything's going to be all right. Because if they can name the day, they're lying. Because Jesus said, and, 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 and this, this is the point, quit worrying about that. It's amazing to me. People will drive across this country to hear a prophecy conference and won't go across the street to invite their neighbor to church. And you know what Jesus says? Look, look, guys, look. It's not for you to know the times or the seasons which God has put in his own power. But ye, now, now, now raise your hand again if you're a believer, you're safe. Just raise it real high, don't be ashamed. I'm speaking to you, and Jesus is speaking to you. But ye, because see, if you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit in you. Now, if you don't have the Holy Spirit in you, you're not, you're not saved, and, and you got a bigger problem. But if you're saved, you've got what he said. But ye shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in to live and dwell in you. And ye, now watch this, and ye shall be, okay, let's try that again. And ye shall be, everybody say, and ye shall be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the earth. Now let me translate that for us. Ye shall be witnesses to me in Coleman, Alabama, United States, and all the world. Your local community, your local region, and all the world were to be witnesses. Now, what do we take from the book of Acts? What are three things we can learn out of the book of Acts for us? Number one, every believer. How many of them? Every believer. Every child of God. Every Christian. Every blood-bought, born-again child of God. Every Christian has a purpose. You have purpose a purpose so many people think that their purpose in life is to go to church and they'll even say this oh you need to get in church like there's some kind of magical dust in here that'll fall on you when you come in this place no 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 we've, we've messed that up god doesn't have a roll book in heaven he doesn't have a roll book in heaven i know i know we've got that mentality he doesn't have a roll book now he does have the lamb's book of life but that has nothing to do with church attendance. It has to do with salvation. So he's not up in heaven checking off and saying, okay, you got credit for today. 
That's not what this is about. Our purpose is not to come in here and hear some songs and energize us and encourage us and, 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 and sometimes it just entertains us. We come because we like the way it sounds, we like the way it makes us feel, and then we'll go out and we'll live Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday the same way, not changed, not different. That's not the way it's supposed to be. We do not come in here, we do not come in here just to be entertained. We come in here to be energized. We come in here to be edified. We come in here to be exhorted. We come in here to be encouraged. We come in here to lift each other up. Why? So we can go out there and be a witness. You're not doing, now, now listen to me, guys. Listen to me. I know usually in third service, I, I, my filter kind of quits working and I just say what I, I, I want to say, but, but, but listen to me. You're not doing God a favor by coming to church. Some people have this idea, okay, God, here I am. No, you're doing you a favor. What we do for God, and by the way, we don't serve in here either. This is for free. This is a privilege. This is an honor. This is because we love him. I am come this morning, and I'm singing from all of my soul. I'm singing from the bottom of my heart because he died for me, and he saved me. He put my name in the Lamb's book of life. He's made me a home in heaven, and one day he's coming back to get me, and I'm coming this morning to sing and shout and pray and praise the Lord because I'm thankful for what he's done for me. Then I'm going to go outside these walls, and I'm going to tell somebody, by what Jesus has done for me. Why? Because my purpose in life is to be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. We got any plumbers in here? Any plumbers in here? Okay. Y'all think I'm going to ask you to do some plumbing, don't you? I know. This building broke. How many painters? We got any painters in here? All right, got some painters. All right, how many mechanics? Any mechanics? Mechanics? All right. All right, uh, how many people? Factory workers? You got any factory workers? Any? All right, any, any lawyers, doctors? Uh, Lawyers, yeah. Well, I didn't figure we have any of them. Amen. All right. Uh, 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 help me. Somebody give me out an occupation. A server. All right. All right. Uh, any waitresses? Waitresses? Waiters? Do y'all even work? <laughs> I mean, really. Come on now. No wonder we're not getting this building. No, I'm kidding. All right. Give me an occupation. Give me an occupation. Farmer? Farmer? Any farmers? All right. Got some farmers? All right. Oh, you should see my hens, by the way. Oh, 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 wait. Anyway, I'll tell you after church. Amen. Teacher? Oh, yeah. Teachers. Teachers? All right. Got teachers. Teachers? Nurses? Nurses? Oh, God knows we need y'all. Amen. What else? Tell me, tell me an occupation. Welder? Retail? What else? Preachers. It's a man after my own heart right there. Amen. All right, all right, somebody over here. Give me a, give me a, give me a occupation. Fireman? Amen. They put out the fires the preachers started. Amen. All right. Now watch. Now watch this. Everybody, all these occupations, guess what? That's your secondary job. You do that so you can witness. Watch. I, I'll prove it. I'll prove it. When I was a little kid, <clears throat> when I was a little kid, Growing up in church, I read, I read in Acts chapter number two, the last verse in Acts chapter number two. You know, when you go to a Christian school and, and your dad's a preacher, you, you know, you kind of get saturated with the Bible, you know, whether you like it or not. And, uh, and I, I was reading that verse as a little kid, and it said, and, and the Lord added to the church 
daily. Such as should be saved. In other words, there's people getting saved every day. Now, my little brain, as a little kid, you know, I, I, I didn't register that because the only time I saw people getting saved is when they come down to the altar. Y'all with me? I thought that you had to be in the building to get saved. You know, it didn't count unless you was in the building. And, and so in my little brain, I was thinking, these people went to church every day? Now, I grew up, I grew up old-fashioned, you know. You know, I grew up when, when children's church was, you know, everybody sat in the big church. Let me tell you something. For little people, that's boring. I'm going to say it right now. I got shafted. I was born at the wrong time. <laughs> Today, they have technology. They have 3D video. And I had to sit in church and be bored. Amen. I'm sorry, Dad. Amen. I'm... And it, I, I was just, I was like, man, I cannot believe. Because you got to admit, for a little kid, they don't understand everything about church. If it's not on their level. So, so when I went to church, I was bored. And I'm thinking, they went to church every day? Man, that had to have been awful. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I'm thinking as a little kid. But then as I learned what that meant, they wasn't going to church every day. They were taking church with them. You see, they were not waiting for them to get to church to get saved. They were going to the workplace and were winning them to Christ. In, in, in John chapter, or excuse me, excuse me, Acts chapter number 3, he gives an illustration of how they got saved every day. Here's Peter and John. They're chatting, having a big time. They're moseying along, going to church. You know, they're fixing to go up in the hour of prayer. And, and here's this guy, here's this guy crippled. And, 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 and he's looking at him, wanting money and wanting help there. And, and see, this right here proves the disciples were Baptists. They said, silver and gold have we none. Amen. But such as I have, give I thee, rise up and walk. And the man gets healed. And, and here we go. He becomes a believer in Christ and God touches his life. What was he doing? They were just about their daily business and took advantage of an opportunity that was given to them. What's the point? If we do our job, and that is to be a witness, there's no building in this county that will hold what would happen if we would just fulfill our purpose. Are y'all with me? Say amen. You have a job to do. You have a job to do. It's to tell others about what God did for you. And don't get wigged out. Don't think you got to know all the Bible. You know, somebody, I, I, don't, I, I, don't, I don't know the Romans road or I don't know the right birth. I don't know. No, no, no. Just tell what God did for you. That's all you got to do. And anybody can do that. It's just telling your story. I had I got a guy just got saved last week. I love baby Christians because they don't know nothing. I'm serious. I mean, baby Christians, they're so fun to be around and because and, and, and they're, and, and, and they're trying, and, and he come up to me, and, and you know, baby Christians, they, they really act better than older Christians because older Christians get over it. And baby Christians hadn't got over it yet. They're still so excited that God saved them. And, and so, so he come up to me, and he's got another friend that we have a mutual friend that was in church this morning in the first service. And it was like the second week in a row. So you know God's dealing with him, and God's working on him, and we're praying for him. And, and, and he comes up to me, the one that got saved last week. 
He come up to me, had his Bible right here. He's a little short fellow. He had his Bible right here. He come up to me. He said, you know what? So-and-so was in church this morning. He said, I believe you could save him today. That was his exact words. I believe you can save him today. And I said, <laughs> I, he said, he said, I saw it in his eyes. <laughs> and you know who I'm talking about. He said, he said, uh, I said, well, look, you go. You go. He, what? I said, you don't need me. I said, just tell him what happened to you last week. Just, just tell him what happened to you. Tell him what God did for you last week and tell him God could do it for you. And you know what? That's it. And I'd be willing, I'm not a gambler, but I'd be willing to bet. No, excuse me, excuse me, let me say it. I guarantee, it's a better way to put that. I guarantee, I've been hanging out with coon hunters, you got to excuse me, amen. I guarantee if he goes and tells his story, God will do the rest. Y'all with me? You know why I know that? Because I've seen it happen. I've seen it happen. I've been in, I, everybody's got a story. If you're saved, you got a story. I was, I was with a friend of mine named Josh. Uh, we was in the middle of the woods coon hunting. In the woods. Not at church. Not at revival. We was in the woods. And I was supposed to be off the clock. Say amen. We're sitting out there, me and Josh and, and Wilford and, 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 and his son. And, and we're standing there, dogs out there barking. And, and, and he looks at me. And, and that was right during the election time. Y'all remember when, when Obama was first being elected? I mean, the very first go around and everybody and all the rumors going around the internet that he was the Antichrist. Y'all remember that? Don't act like y'all don't remember that. Everybody in the world, oh my goodness, this is the Antichrist. And all the 57 reasons why Obama's the Antichrist. You know, I don't like to do, but he ain't the Antichrist. I promise you that. Well, anyway, he says, he says you think Obama's the Antichrist? I said, why? He started, I said, look, I start. And I, I, I started right there at Revelation chapter 1. And I went through the four horsemen. I went through the Antichrist. I went through the battle of Armageddon. I went Jesus come back on a white horse. I went through the tribulation period, the rapture, the great white throne judgment. I'm talking about Revelation 1 slammed to the end. I mean, I laid it on. And the more I talked, his eyes got bigger and bigger and bigger. And the dogs was out there treating every breath. I didn't care. I was pouring it on him, son. I mean, the more, and, and, and the wider he turned, the hotter I got. Amen. And, and when I got through, he said, he said, preacher, he said, you had to be in a church, save somebody. I said, no. He said, save me now. <laughs> save me now. Yeah. And you know what? He got saved. He's a youth minister right now. He's a youth minister. And you know what he's doing? He's telling everybody that funny story. <laughs> and you know what? People are getting saved because they say, well, if he can get saved in coon hunting in the woods, I can get saved in the church house. And all he's doing is telling the story. Now, let's be real. Let's be real. Let's get serious just a minute. <clears throat> How many of you will admit, will admit, witnessing's kind of tough? Yeah. Going up to somebody and talking to them about Jesus, talking to them about all that, even though we do have a story to tell, how many of y'all would admit, let's raise our hand and, and let's, let's show everybody else in here, it's hard. It's hard. All right, guess what? Jesus knew that. He knew it would be hard. So this is what he did. He said, but ye shall receive power after that the, the Holy Ghost comes upon you. You know what he said? He said, I got a big job for you to do, and it's going to be difficult to do, but I'm going to send some help. Matter of fact, I'm not just going to send some help. I'm going to be the help. He said, I'm going I'm to send my spirit. 
So Jesus came to live with us by his spirit inside, and he said, I'm going to help you. But ye shall receive power. After that, the, the Holy Ghost has come upon you. When you got saved, the Holy Spirit came in you. Guess what? The Holy Spirit is a convictor. The Holy Spirit is a teacher. The Holy Spirit is a comforter. He is everything you need to do to get your job done. What is your job? Be a witness. Be a witness. He'll tell you what to say. He'll tell you what to do. He'll be your support. He'll be your strength. How many of y'all know it's always easier to do something hard when you got somebody helping you? Amen? And he will. All right, let's be real again. Let's be real again. How many of y'all will admit, with your preacher, with your preacher, I'm going to raise my hand. How many of y'all would admit sometimes, sometimes we're afraid to witness because we're afraid we're going to do it wrong? Raise your hand. Come on, come on, show it. Let everybody see. We, we're, we're afraid we might say the wrong thing. May, 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 may not be able to say the right thing or answer the question right. Come on, let's raise your hand. Let's show everybody. Let's show everybody. All right, cool, cool. That means we're all in the same boat. Guess what? You can't do it wrong. It's impossible. If you try, you'll do it right. Now, i got a story to tell, and I, I've, I've told this so many times. Everybody in the country's heard it, and you probably didn't heard it, but if you have, act like you hadn't heard it. And uh, how many of y'all have ever heard the story of when my grandmother got saved? You, or excuse me, let me change it. How many of you have never heard the story of when my grandmother got saved? Raise your hand real high because I really want to tell the story. Oh, that's good enough. That's plenty. <clears throat> all right. Here, here's for all the people. Here's for all the people who think you're going to mess it up. You can't mess it up. Watch. My grandmother, my grandmother, she only come to church. She only come to church on, on Christmas, Christmas pageant time. Whatever the Christmas pageant at church was, that's when she'd come to church. You see, all of her grandchildren was in the pageant, so she'd come to see her grandchildren. She was lost, but she wanted to see her grandchildren. You know, grandkids are cool. Say amen, grandpeople. Okay? And so she would come for that. And, uh, and every year, every year, I'd pray for my grandma to get saved. You know, because I, I grew up in church, so I've been everything in the Christmas pageant. I, I've been baby Jesus in the manger. I've been, I've been Jesus 12 years old, confound the wise in the temple. I've been Jesus on the cross. I, I, I've been donkeys and sheep and, and shepherds and, and biting in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night, you know. I've been it all. Every year I was in the Christmas pageant, and every year I'd wait for grandma, and I'd pray, oh, save grandma. Because how many of y'all know when you're a little kid, you got a lot of faith? That's why Jesus said, come as a, with a faith as a child. And, uh, well, I turned 17 years old, scared to death, because God was calling me to preach, and I'm shy. I'm really, really, really bad shy by nature, and I'm scared of people. And I, I thought, Lord, uh, my brother hates people. He'd be perfect. Call him. Amen? Let him be the one. Would not work. He calls me. And I, I tell Dad, I said, Dad, I, I really think God's calling me to preach. And, and uh, he said, okay, well, you have to stand and, 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 and you know, uh, profess and, and let everybody know the call to preach. I said, in front of everybody? He said, son, you're being called to preach. You're always going to be in front of everybody. I said, oh, my goodness. Well, anyway, make a long story short, my dad had me preaching every Wednesday night till I went to Bible college, whether I wanted to or not, not scared to death, trembling. I mean, my, first, my very first sermon I ever preached, I had 15 pages of notes, and it was three and a half minutes. Vroom! Terrified. I'm thinking, oh my goodness. So every Wednesday night, every Wednesday night, I would I'd, I'd sit right there and, and 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 my dad would lead the service. You know how a typical service would be. We'd have singing and everything, do announcements. And all. Well, then it'd come time for the message, and he would say, "Okay, son, come on up." And I'd come up and I'd do my little message, and I'd go back and sit down. 
So we had a little good little thing going there, and that wasn't too bad. I started getting a little bit used to that, and and still scary, still 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 rough. But but one day, one day on a Wednesday night, uh, uh, my dad said, uh, "Son, me and your mom's gonna uh, uh, take a few days off. You got you got the whole service." I said, "The whole what? The whole service? I mean, invitation and everything. I got to stand in front of everybody." He said, "Everything." And I'm like, "Oh Jesus, let the rapture take place. Come on, Lord." <laughs> Please come before Wednesday gets here. Hey, I was just praying. The Bible says, even so, come quickly, Lord Jesus. I was praying it. Lord, please come quickly. Here comes Wednesday. I'm scared and nervous. I'm thinking I got to do everything. And, and so I'm, I'm standing there on the platform, and, and, and the back door's open, and y'all ain't going to believe who comes through the door. Grandma comes through the door. And I'm thinking, what are you doing here? I have lost all the faith of a child. <laughs> Somewhere around 15, 16 years old, you know, it, it was. Well, she comes in, and I, I'm, I, I just do the best I can, and I'm nervous. I'm scared to death. And, and, and so now it's come time for invitation time. So I come down to the front, and I done seen my dad do it a bunch of times. So I think I had a good idea how to do it and everything. And so I'm standing here pleading with everybody. You know how the preacher, he'll call and summons you to Jesus. Come thou forth if thou art hungry. You know, he's the bread of life. You know, I'm trying to do all that. I'm standing there, and I'm saying, come if you. And I was so scared, I wouldn't even look up. I'm telling you, I wouldn't look up. I, and, I, and I'm saying to the church, come. If you need to be saved, come. If you need encouragement, come. If you need prayer, come. And on the inside, I'm praying, oh, God, don't let nobody come down here. Please don't let nobody come down here. I know. I'm your pastor. I can't help it. I just, it is. And about that time, I saw feet. I said, oh, God, someone's come. <laughs> I look up, and there she was. It scared me so bad. I can't even tell you how bad it scared I was still summons them. I, I, I didn't even put my arms down. I said, what do you want? <laughs> that was my exact words. What do you want? She said, I want to get saved. And I thought, uh. I couldn't remember the Romans Road. I couldn't remember anything. All I could remember is John 3, 16. And I said, Grandma, for God so loved the world. And she quoted the rest of it. I said, that's all you need to know. Let's pray and get saved right now. She prayed. And after church, I went home and called Dad. And, 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 and I this. You can ask him. He's in the service for I said, Dad, Grandma, come and got saved, but I don't know if it took. You need to call and check. Amen. <laughs> I don't know if I've done it right. I don't know. And you know what? She never missed another service. Never missed. Is in heaven today after I did everything wrong. So tell me. What's your excuse? If I can do a pitiful effort like that and it work, you can do it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you by the authority of God's word, it's not you doing the saving anyway. 
All you got to do is make yourself available, be there, and God will do the rest. He will do the rest. I'm telling you, he wants to use you in, a, in such an awesome way. And let me tell you something. I don't think there is a greater feeling in all this world is when God uses you to lead somebody else to him. I'm telling you, there is no feeling in this world like being a part of that. You've got a person to help you. Don't be afraid to witness. You've got somebody to help you. Church, say amen. amen. Now, let me say this. I'm, I'm running out of time. We'll, we'll get that third one. Uh, make it a part of your life. Make it a part of your life. Here's what I do. Here's what I do. And, and I'm still shy. Trust me. When I, when I leave this platform, the only way I can stand up here is by the anointing of the Holy Spirit because this, this scares me. When I get around, I, I, I know how it is to witness, and it's tough. But what I've done, I've, I've tried to make it a part of, of my everyday life. Just as, almost like brushing your teeth. You just do it in repetition and, and make it a habit. And every time if I see somebody, maybe the waitress or the waiter or somebody in the drive-thru, I'll say, do you get to go to church anywhere? Now don't say, you go to church. Because that's kind of abrasive. You know what I'm saying? I mean, that's like saying, how's your kidneys doing? Are they, you know? <laughs> don't do that. Say it with me. Say it with me. You get to go to church anywhere? Say it with feeling. Like you're happy about it. And you know what? This is, I, I, and, and you can make it funny. You can make it humorous. I'll say, man, I tell you what, down there at Temple, we've got some kind of preacher. I mean, we have it. And sometimes they'll catch you on it, too, because I, I was, I was, I was, trying to witness to uh one of the waitresses and and she was an, an older black lady she she already went to church and and i said boy we've got some kind of free she said it's you ain't it I said, you got you got me right there amen make it part of who you are so that everywhere you go you're a witness you don't have to preach at people you don't have to stand on a platform and say you're going to hell every just be a witness let people see Jesus in you. Amen? Amen. And, and, and if you're taking notes, just write this down and we'll, we'll pray. We'll pray. What was number one? What was number one? We have a... Every Christian has a purpose. Number two, we have a... And because we have that person, the Bible says, but ye shall receive... Ye shall receive power. We have a power. Man, we've got something greater on the inside of us, greater than any nuclear reactor there ever was. There is a power. The word power there is the word dunamis, which we get our word dynamite, dynamic, dynamo, all of those words. And that's what God's got on the inside of us to be able to accomplish the purpose that he's given us. Make it part of your life. Say, God, I want to do this. And by the way, if we don't do it on purpose, we won't do it at all. How many of y'all have ever, have you, how many of y'all have ever meant to do something and never got around to doing it? Rest of you lying. I've got great intentions all the time. That's my wife. She, well, I thought you was going, you know, I meant to do that. I, I was, I, I was going to get, if you don't do this on purpose, you won't do it at all. Let's not be responsible for Tibet here in the gospel and our neighbor be ignored. Now, I want to get the gospel to Tibet. I want to get the gospel to Germany. I want to get the gospel to China. I want to get the gospel to Brazil. But I want to get the gospel to Battleground, too, and, 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 and Vinemont. And I want to get the gospel to Good Hope. I want to get the gospel 
Are, are y'all with me? How many of y'all know that our city needs the gospel? Preacher, what's the gospel? The gospel is this. It's the good news that Jesus died for your sin. He rose again. And he's living and standing and sitting at the right hand of the Father to intercede for you. And if you will accept him and believe on him, he will save you today. I don't know about you. That's good news. And all God's people said, can we give God praise and glory in his house? Amen. Let's stand. Let's stand. Everyone stand. We're going we're gonna to sing a verse of invitation. And if you need to come for any reason, if you need to come for salvation, if you need to come for church membership, if you just need to come for encouragement, I want you to come. Father, thank you, Lord, for your blessings, your mercy, your kindness, your word, your touch, your favor. Lord, I pray that you'll bless everyone here today, no matter who they are. I pray that you will just meet their need. I pray if it's salvation, Lord, if, it's, if, if they're just discouraged, I pray that you'll lift them up today. I pray, God, that your will be done. Move in an awesome way. Help them. Give them what they stand in need of. And, Lord, we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. If you need to come, if you need to come, I want you to come. As we sing this verse, if God is speaking to your heart, you come. Lord, you know, Lord, you know my, my need. Heart. You know my heart. And Lord, you know my Yes, need. amen. If God is speaking to your heart, I want Every you to come. Step that I take, Lord, yes, I amen. Is God speaking to you? Every do you need Do you need someone to pray with you? You come. So I will. Lay it down at the <laughs> altar. Lord, thank you for this family. Thank you for what you're doing Lay in this down Lord, at thank your you for your presence. Feet. Thank you for your goodness, Lord. I pray that you'll move in this situation. Lord, I pray that you'll be real. for mercy. And I am desperate Hallelujah. for peace. Sing it, church. Sing it so we can hear you. You're, You're the, the one who is holy. Is holy. I'm the one who's in need. I'm the one who's in need. So I will lay it down. I lay it down at the altar. Sing that verse. Sing that verse. And who am I? Who am I to you? I'm glad to know that he's everything to us. He can meet every need. He can lift every burden. He can solve every problem. And though I cannot be sure Hallelujah. that my gift would be pure <laughs> yeah. and be fit for a king. So what will we do? Lay it down at the altar. Help him, brother. Help him. I lay it down at your, your feet. I am desperate for mercy. I am desperate for peace. Lord, I'm for your And I'm the one who's in need. I will lay it down, lay it down at the altar.
Let's give God praise and glory. Give him praise and glory. Amen. Amen. Aren't you glad to be saved? We've got Miss Denise O'Neill come this morning and joining up with Temple Baptist Church. Can we give God praise right there? Amen. I tell you, God's doing a lot of things behind the scenes that nobody knows about. But I'm so glad he is a miracle-working God. And he can do beyond what we can ever ask or think or even hope for. Amen? Well, we're going to take up our tithes and our offerings. We do this. If you're a first-time attender, you're not obligated to this. We do this because of what God's done for us. We give in three ways here at Temple. We give through our tithes, uh, uh, which is a tenth of our income, to, so that we can further the gospel here in this community, here in Coleman and, 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 and the surrounding areas, and to support the ministry here. We give for our, our building. We've been given in faith and action. Uh, and, man, it's coming. It's coming. We, 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 we were able to take the men yesterday throughout the building and show them what, what God has accomplished and uh, what is happening. And, ladies, we're not going to leave you out. We're going to have a breakfast for you, too, and take you through the building so you can see everything. But that's what it's going toward. Your generosity is making sure that could take place. And then we give uh, uh, one of the most important things we do is we give to our missions so that we can get the gospel. See, this is the whole purpose. If we will take care of God's business, God will take care of our business. And he's in the business of seeing people saved. He's in the business of the gospel getting to every creature. And if we will fulfill that, God will take care of us. Amen? So we give toward our mission. So let's pray and ask God to bless that this morning. Lord, thank you for everything you've done. Thank you for what we know you're going to do. Bless this offering. Use it for your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Okay, all right, all right. We stand and lift up our hands for the joy of the Lord is our strength. We bow down and worship Him now. How great, how awesome is He! And holy.
God's people say it. We've got Brandon Shane Reese is coming this morning, and uh, he is making public his salvation. He got saved. And, yeah, come on, give God praise right here. And uh, and uh, this right here, this right here just proves my point. Uh, where's he at, Shane? I can't see you. Okay, the lights are bright. Uh, now, my my memory's horrible, but do I remember right? You was on a backhoe when you got saved. A backhoe. A dirt digging backhoe. Are y'all with me? Going down the road, God touched him. He saw his need for Christ. He trusted Christ on a dirt digging backhoe going down the road. Church, listen. Ho, 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 ho. The Lord added to the church. That's how. 